When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Monday. We are hanging out with Lori, and Julia's out today, but guess who's in for her? Which One and only She's Brittany. She's back. Oh, and it's Taylor Swift week. We It seems perfect. And can I, I cannot thank you enough for working for me last minute on Friday because A, my sister flew into town, the mean sister. She had a blast introducing herself to people at the gay 90s. Oh, I bet they were I'm the mean sister. And, um... And uh, anyway, we talked about it, and I was like, just, you know, like, don't say all the awful things you think out loud, you know, was my advice. <laughs> Did she take the advice? Filter. Um, we'll see. I'm going to send her a card, a nice card, and I'm going to reiterate it. But so thankful that, if, first of all, it was fun to go up early because I knew I'd be able to go to a fish fry with my dad and my oh, sister. How and, awesome is that? Because he likes to get there at 430 at the at the... The start? The fall in. Yes. The fall in. Everybody coming in. You get to say hi as they come in, right? Well, and then, you know, you don't have to wait. He doesn't want to wait till damn six o'clock. Of course not. God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) So anyway, but we left at like 830 in the morning. But at that afternoon, at one o'clock in the afternoon, a small Cessna, like a two-seater airplane, made an emergency landing on 35 North between Barnum and Mottawa, right after the nice, the last night's fancy rest stop before you get into Duluth. Holy bucket! And, like, a, somebody was in the passenger seat, and they could see the plane. They thought to film it. Yeah. Grant posted it. But apparently, it had quite a lot of looky-loo traffic. Uh, yeah. And then when they had to find the trailer to... Get it to put it on the rig. They call anyway. It backed up traffic. Listen, Duluth. There's one way in, one way one out. Way out. And when well, that's backed up, good unless luck. you can get off on and get over to the old 35. But yeah. anyway, it would have. There's always a lot of Friday marathon traffic. It's just funny to me because <laughs> this is my social life is coming in here. Coming in here. <laughs> it's getting a babysitter from three to six is very easy. Yeah, Nobody's okay. like, no, I'm going out. You right, know, it's right. like very easy to get somebody in the cul-de-sac to walk over. Margo is so cute. She is like really at like the yes. age that everyone loves. This Every- one and a half business or how old is she? Yes, exactly. she's like just a little over one. But you're so right. Is that like I'm always like, are you sure you would watch her? People are like, we wait for you to she leave. leave we so want- we can have yeah, her. Because then yeah. she doesn't, she won't go to anyone else but me. But I'm realizing, I mean, I got like videos and pictures of everyone having a blast in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. yeah. So I Good. will, anytime. The answer All is, right. oh, wait, wait, I should make it. You know what? 
I guess I will come in for you. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you. No, it was a blessing. And and did you guys just love being at Grandma's? Oh, my God. It was an epic Grandma's this year, uh, Grant. It really was. Oh, yeah. Records were set. It was beautiful. Last year, the the spectators froze. We actually went home and got on long underwear. I forgot. And big, huge ski hats and everything. And we, you know, we... Partied on, as they say, but it was so nice to have like this full, beautiful day. And the runners, it was pretty good for the runners. But I, I really have to say, we, I've never seen so many people collapse at the three hour mark, which that's a fast run. Yeah. But people were collapsing because it was sunny. Yeah. It was humid. Blue sky, no wind, and 68. Oh. Which feels hot. Along the lake, if there's no breeze, yeah, it's that thick air. Yeah, but the, the Kenyans who won, who set the records, it was incredible. The the records that were broken this weekend, but they describe running along the lake as running through the forest. Holy buckets! It's just so pristine. Oh, really? Yeah, the air, the everything. I love that. Yeah, so it was super fun. Bands from nine. To midnight and the parties at Bayfront Park and just tons of people. GB Layton played again. And I am so with you that there's something that I love. I could totally see myself getting addicted to going to grandma's like you do because I volunteered at the Minnetonka, Link Minnetonka Triathlon yeah. this last weekend. And I was, it's been my fourth year. They finally said, would you like to be a kayak person? Yes, I would. They, I said, yes. Fact, yes. And then I thought to myself, do I know how to kayak? Yeah. I'll figure it out. So I got to be like, in the mix, because kayak people, you have to like, if they need help, you go in there and people swim around you right. and they hold on to yours. And then you get to cheer them on and talk them through. And it was so cool. Yeah. And I think Duluth, the Grandma's Marathon is probably one of the most beautiful marathons you'll run in that's, the world. That's what people say all the time. Because it's all along Lake Superior, basically. And we all know that Duluth is one of those unique places yeah. that looks so different from mile to mile. And people come out from mile marker one. Yeah. To the very end. Uh, There's uh, bands along the way. There's people passing out beer if you want to. I mean, it is a party the whole entire way uh, from that sense of that the must, participation of be, the spectators. It's just got to be exhilarating, right, Grant? Like, yeah. can we run a marathon? No. Well, and nope. you know what? Okay, nope, me neither. The half marathon <laughs> yeah. was sold out for the first time ever, 9,000 people. Yeah. And the full the 26 mile the full marathon was also 9000 wow and ever since like covid they've moved the party over to bayfront park and you know the old story if they build it they will come and they didn't the bayfront park is so huge and the runners like they all meet their fam people will hang out there because it's grass you can lay down and when the party was in the parking lot it's a parking lot so that's awesome. Yeah, do you so, like almost lose your voice from yelling? At I know your... I have a cowbell. I have a MyTech cowbell. Nice. Ah, cool. That's good because that'd be. And we sit in the bleachers and we cheer until about three hours and 15 minutes when, which is at that point, if you go over 315, you don't qualify for Boston. Mm-hmm. So that's when we're just like, we're hungry. We need to go yeah. lay a base. Yeah. Lay a base. Lay the base down is smart. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's because we're you're down there like 12 hours. I oh, was yeah. going to say, I mean, you can only do so much and then you have to pass the baton to somebody else to cheer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was super, just a really great, uh, just, I like it when the weather is nice like yeah. that, oh. you know. It's perfect. It's so perfect. It was good for the runners, even though there were some people who collapsed. I think people were running fast miles 
because it didn't feel hot. Yeah. But then it got hot those last couple of miles. Now, mind you, I am speculating as a runner. I, <laughs> I mean, know. you waved your arms around a little. You could feel but the sweat accumulating. But I saw a lot of heat flush yeah. uh, on people's legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they looked hot. Like, they were internally got hotter. Like, it, they didn't realize quite how warm. And they might not have been dehydrating. They say, too, when it's that warm weather. Rehydrating. Your lungs work really well in that, like, humidity, warm weather. So, it's like. A lot of people can find themselves feeling like they should go faster because their lungs are working better and, and their bodies aren't set to do this. Yes, that was maybe why they were there were so many collapses. Yeah, it's like, you know, you've got different parts yeah. of your bodies hitting up different, like, mm. yeah, you know, high octane right. S moments. And so, yeah, that's so interesting. Anyway, a lot of good looking people down there. Yeah, the I would think so. I'm my, telling you. My neighbor's uh, kiddo, Molly. Uh, she ran the half? She's 24. She ran the full marathon. Oh, good for her. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Even people who do the half. My I buddy mean, Brandon did the half. That's I want to give him a shout out. Heck yeah. Good yeah, job, Brandon. It's yeah. a, that is a lot. Uh, I don't know if I could walk 13 miles. <laughs> yes, you could. Well, I could, but I sure wouldn't want to. I see. Thank you. Thank I've, you. Me too. I've ran a half marathon. I did yeah. it in Kuwait, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was. I hated it. it. 10 miles is like my perfect, like, I'm going to go out there and, 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 and it's going to be it. hard, but 10 miles is hard. I'm a, me, and, I, I'm a good walk up and down Main Street in Hopkins once. That's, that's a good walk for me. <laughs> but once you start hitting, I've never... I'm walking uh, <laughs> notes there. I've never had the urge to go full marathon mm-hmm. in all my life. Mm-hmm. I just think... That's even the training for it is brutal. Yeah, and the two the two people to the men who took first and second, they look like they could have kept running and running. Two oh nine like fourteen. Wow. And the course record was two oh nine oh six. Beardsley is now down to number four for race time. Oh, he held that record until like maybe twenty eighteen. Yeah, and you got to if you want to check out uh, Lori, uh, Lori and Julia's Instagram, you got a photo with first and second place. Oh yeah, yeah. Which we is, always we always geek out. We try and meet them because they usually do come over to the party, and you know people want to meet them and get a photo. The photo's funny because everyone's doing thumbs up, but you are doing a number one, number one. which I get. <laughs> I think they were too uh, modest to, you know, put up with a word. I'm like, no, Lori's you like, word Lori's like we, you guy got, got you. Right. I loved it. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. And guess what? It's Taylor Swift. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here for First Equity Mortgage. And the super mortgage professionals that are at First Equity, uh, they're ready to help you uh, figure out what would be the best thing to do. They are so well informed and they will make sure that you understand your mortgage your refinancing whatever it is that you're doing even if you're taking out a home equity line to pay off some credit card debt they'll make sure that you understand what that means show you what the numbers mean as far as like okay if you've got you know seventy four hundred dollars in uh credit card debt if you've got a home equity loan of this they'll show you that math they'll make you feel very comfortable. They are your advocate. And real estate agents love working with First Equity because they know, okay, these guys know what they're doing. It's going to close on time. We're not going to have any issues. Uh, call David at 763-251 or my talk keyword, David. 17 years ago on this uh, date, uh, Taylor Swift released her debut single, uh, 
Tim McGraw, where oh, were you and what were you doing? I Brittany? was oblivious to Taylor Swift at the time. Oh, really? Didn't. Oh, yeah. I was. Oh. I don't think I caught on to Taylor Swift till probably Fearless, Fearless, wow. which was her sophomore album. I yeah. was ahead of you on that game. Wow. Yes, I, just because of country. That's it. I, it was the country part. Yeah. I did not grow up with any country oh, in my life I'm at big, all. That's and why. So yeah. Justin knew more about that album than I did ever. <laughs> and, and, so, and we played it. Julie and I were obsessed with the Tim McGraw song because we were obsessed with Tim McGraw. McGraw. And as Me you too. should be. <laughs> okay, so we liked it. And then uh, I think it was, um, you know, like a year later when Taylor Swift played and John Bream saw it and he said, I've watched a superstar in the making tonight when the first time that she was here. So... Um, uh, anyway, and I thought, wow, it was on this date in 2006 that she had that. And then her, I mean, that's when the legendary oh. career began. Exactly. Going into my senior year of college. What a do, time that do you, was. Does she play this? Oh, well, see, I won't even look at the set list. Okay, you won't. You don't okay. know. I don't know the full set list. I, I mean, refuse. it's 41 songs. Yeah, so. and she switches them a little bit. Like, I did find out by accident that the song The One, she's now playing because of her breakup with Joe Alwyn because it's kind of like a song of, like, you. I thought you were going to be the one and oh. you're not. So there's songs she switches out. But I I want some surprise. I've seen all the outfits by accident just, you, you have, know, yeah. um, <laughs> by pure proximity. Um, but I won't watch. There's a lot of, they do lives. People do live videos from yeah. the concerts. And I won't watch any of them until Friday night. Right. And then I will watch them every night, trying to make sure my Taylor Swift amnesia does not kick and, in. Okay, so, because then her next album comes out in 2009. You know, Fearless. Yes. And that becomes, you know, basically, wins album of the year. Yes. It's the most awarded country album of all time. And Fearless is so good. And it's a sophomore album. Yeah. So she takes the whole world by storm then three years after Tim McGraw. So hmm. and, and Fearless, it's kind of amazing. And that was the one she's re-recorded. Um, yes. And it's been a blast re-listening to that. Or that there's was about, she's about to re-record. There's a lot of good songs on Love Story. I mean, there's so many good songs on that album. There's so many. I mean, it's just, and that's what's so fun about this. Is there's so many. I'm going back. This whole, like, ever since we bought tickets, I've been listening constantly. If you look at what the top albums are since she's announced these concerts, on Spotify, it's wild. It's pretty much eight out of ten or her. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> wild that songs what fifteen year or albums fifteen years ago are just popping back up, and and people are listening to everything. And then the re-recording drops everything out and changes everything. It's just been so fun to be going back. I went to a Taylor Swift trivia night on Thursday. Yes, and they were playing the song uh, "Mean," um, and at the end, it's like there's someday. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And we all started clapping, mm-hmm. yeah. like over our head clapping. And it gave me goosebumps. And I go, this is an eighth of an eighth of how we're going to feel, feel on, on Friday, <laughs> Friday night. Yeah, it really is like she is the Beatles. Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean. It's, it's the Super Bowl effect. I mean, we heard what, yeah. what she brings financially to every city she comes to. It's True. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean. Well, I, you know, and Chris Riemann Schneider had a great story in Sunday's paper uh, kicking off their week of Taylor coverage. <laughs> yes, yes, So the yes. Star Tribune is good. And I'm sure Pioneer Press, Ross, is doing the same thing. He said, he writes, I got a little personal and mushy, not about being a dad, but about being a a Swifty. And he said, this sold out show is capping off a trying era for some of her very biggest fans. And she released two amazing, huge albums during the pandemic. And two, you would say, I would say that we're in the depths of it. You know, folklore came out in the depths Depths of of 2020. And then to find out, I think it was even, I want to say like a month later, Evermore. Yeah. And we found out a couple days prior to Evermore. So we're still listening to every folklore song and holding on to that. And then she creates another. And what, you know, I I read that article uh, and he talks about how there's not a lot of artists that could do that. And it's not because artists can't create epic things. It's that during the pandemic, there were so many people that talked about how creativity, they they felt dead inside. Yeah. They weren't be able they weren't able to draw on experiences, so they weren't the type that could create stuff. And it was just so rare that she could make stuff that wasn't just like I'm sitting here in yeah. my pajama. It was like right, a whole right. world right. that we once had that she was tapping into. And I think that's because she's been God journaling and tapping into those emotions. She's an incredible songwriter. And Ugh. she has been from uh, the get-go. And really. keep in mind, she had Lover Fest, and that was supposed to be 2020. So we have four albums that she hasn't done a concert for. So we have Lover, Folklore, Evermore and Midnight. Yeah, and wow. then on top of it, yeah. her re-recording of Speak Now and Red, and which had extra songs in it as well. Right. So And do you is, think did you agree with Chris uh his point that the two Taylor Swift documentaries were something that like kids could watch with their parents or aunts and uncles or older brothers and sister and watch it and watch it because it was like one thing everyone agreed on it, it's so true, true because even my husband because americana was a great documentary i was like do you want it because my husband at that point we'd gotten both into folklore and he wouldn't deny that for a second okay. he plays folklore constantly mm-hmm. in the car I, to the point where i'm like okay i'm i'm kind of over cardigan like <laughs> yeah. i get over it yeah um I was like, do you want to watch Miss Americana with me? He's like, I have no interest. And he was walking by and he was next thing, you know, he's sitting, sitting on the down, couch. Oh, that happens, that yeah. happens to men, all, us men all the time. And, yeah. and, you know, in that article, Chris talked about how, um, you know, the blatant sexism, the the body images that you go through and, and her talking about that. And, and, and she really stood up for herself, but it was still like a lot of painful. Yes. It was painful to watch. Yeah. And, you know, her talking about. Oh, are you walk in her room? She didn't greet us fast enough. She greeted us too fast. Right. She said this. You know, all that stuff where sometimes you can True. tap into that very easily in, in any industry yeah. you're in of like kind of being noticed for all and, the wrong and, things. And Brittany brought me, made me a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet yeah. with my name on it <laughs> in know. rainbow colors. Yeah, it'll be perfect for pride. That's and you awesome. can, tra- and if you feel like you want to trade that with somebody, you f- feel free because we trade them a lot. And is the beard guy going to show up? 
If Bon Iver shows up, I yeah. will not be well. Okay. I will be so happy. Okay. I will be a pile of myself. <laughs> okay. Somebody check on me. All right. Listen, what's happening on the roads? Let's check on that. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll definitely check on the traffic. Then we'll check on you next Saturday or Friday night. But- My talkers, I'm here to tell you about Hoffman Weber Construction. Now, they're your experts when it comes to exterior needs for your home for the last 30 years. I'm talking siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, you may remember Mike and the Hoffman Weber show here on Sundays back in the day. Well, they're back now, partnering up with the team here at My Talk because... You know what? Hoffman Weber Construction culture is just like my talks. They value their employees, their customers, and they love to give back to the community. And when I say they value their customers, that is truly what they do. They don't want to pressure you into a high-pressure, one-stop, closed sale. If you're going to be working on your house, it's expensive. It's a drawn-out process, and they're going to walk you through it from start to finish and make sure you're making the right decision. And if you want to see what your house could look like with a beautiful exterior home facelift, you can check out their awesome showroom right in New Brighton off of 35W. That's Kid and dog friendly so bring the family along so reach out to jason and the sales team at hwconstruction.com they'll come in for a free in-home consultation and walk you through from start to finish and they'll handle all the insurance needs start out at hwconstruction.com that's right we're coming to that corner of the twin cities not in the winter not in the winter not in the winter we're doing the summer so uh the chan always puts out a nice uh there's always good drink specials oh, yeah. and they put out some nice app and they they treat us very well and the audience that shows up very nicely. The home so. away from home for you. And guys. Brittany is gonna show up. Is Go Go gonna come with you? No. No, you're gonna be solo Mio. I have daycare. Okay. So girl, no, yeah. she's not because I was I have taken her many times and yes. she is she's a very huge, popular. She's a big low J fan through mm. and through, Avi. But she does have a tendency to uh, want to destroy uh, the whole world around her. Yeah. And I just want to yes, grab and pull, like, mm. especially if they have like a tablecloth that always yes. has to go. Yes. Um, Glasses so, must be tipped over. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to roll in around three and then pop out uh, to pick her up after daycare after. Oh, sweet. Fun. It'll be perfect. I'm so excited. And Chan is so fun. And the food's good. Yeah, the food is real nice. Yeah. I know. It's a win-win-win. It is. Okay, so uh, this um, uh, happened a week ago Saturday, but I didn't get to this news, and we've lost a giant of environmental conservation, and you guys will go, I don't know Dr. Roger Payne, but you are going to know Dr. Roger Payne after this. So here's the headline. He heard whales sing and set out to save them. So he is the scientist who spurred a worldwide environmental conservation movement with his discovery that whales could sing. He was 88 years old um, when he passed away. He made the discovery in 1967 during a research trip to Bermuda in which a Navy engineer said, you got to hear these underwater sounds because they picked them up while they were listening for Russian submarines. Okay. Okay, so they were for sure thinking that it's Cold War, the Russian subs are patrolling around Bermuda and down to Cuba. So our Navy was, you know, and so they're like, there's the in, these incredible songs or this, this Noise, sound. Yeah. And he identified the haunting tones as songs that whales sing to one another and he saw the discovery of a whale song as a way to spur interest in john q public to save the whales because they were in the late 60s they were in danger of disappearing from the planet and he produced this 
album, which is still the um, best-selling environmental album of all time really? in history. It's called Songs of the Humpback Whale in 1970. Mm-hmm. Grant, yep. if you could play a little. They remastered it in 2016, and this yes. is the remaster. It was a huge global hit yeah. in 1970. They, before they discovered what this was, if you were swimming and heard this. Yeah, and, and he had the idea right away, this is how we could save the whales. And there was a time in the 70s where that bumper sticker, that t-shirt slogan was everywhere. Save the whales, save the whales, because they were on the way to extinction because people just consider them kind of a curiosity like kind a, of a, like a sea cow esque kind of a whatever yeah. and it it he founded this uh, ocean alliance in 1971 to advocate for the protection of whales and dolphins it operates to this day and it played a water it played a huge role in the watershed moments in the history of whale protection the 1972 passage of the marine mammal protection act and the 1982 commercial whaling moratorium that the U.S. put in place. No more hunting yeah. whales, and so it was the impact of the that album was yeah. like absolutely huge because many anti-war protesters of the day took on saving animals and the environment also as a way like we should also be aware of that and so whale songs would enter the popular imagination everything from a 71 episode of the partridge family had a whale song and um you know this national geographic included a what they called a flexi disc oh Uh they did that for the space edition too when we landed on the moon they had a little vinyl flexi disc like i have the the one from the moon landing so they did it in 1979 and it was to get people to like we must save these gentle giants of the ocean it's hard to deny there's something there you know i mean if you were somebody who was like they're just big dumb animals and then you hear that and you go they're communicating to each other and he early in his career as a biologist he studied bats and beards or birds excuse me bats and beards <laughs> bats and birds and he was married to a zoologist and he had four children with her and then he met lisa harrow she's an actress uh-huh. in trafalgar square in 1991 at a rally to you know for whale protection and they they got married 10 weeks later so he was married to her to the end anyway and he said in spite of the racket the first time i heard the recording in the loud engine room of a research vessel i knew that those were whales that were talking and singing to each other how crazy crazy is that i know so dr roger payne and they were hunted for their Oil, 
Blubber, blubber and cartilage. Cartilage mm-hmm. and blubber were used for pharmaceutical health supplements, and the oil, especially before electricity, was used in candles and wax lights. Yeah, and that's and, how they, back in and, the day. Yeah. And corsets mm-hmm. and skirt hoops mm-hmm. were also part of the whale, whale part. industry. It was the balen, is what they call it. B-A-L-E-E-N. But, yes. Wow. And then another thing is they used to use it for perfume and makeup. Yes. The, they used to use uh, whale oil for that as well. Wow. Yeah. Lubricants, yeah, for back before you. Yeah, this is not. I mean, wow, what a way to get attention. Yeah, Very isn't that cool. something? Very cool way to draw attention to something. And, yeah, I vaguely remember babysitting for someone who had songs of the humpback whale. And I remember putting it on the record player and looking at either my sister or my friend Loretta D'Ambrosia, because I always like to have somebody babysit me with me mm-hmm. at night I, because I, I listen to too many scary, yep. too many scary <laughs> I things. I have a friend Jenna babysit with <laughs> me a lot. And we played that and we're like... Why would you listen to that when you could listen to Elvis you know? <laughs> <laughs> or the Rolling Stones or whoever? We're like, that is really weird. But we just thought they were like hippies that were in the Air Force is what we decided. Yeah. <laughs> yep, done and done. Yeah, you know, we're like, oh, they're hippies cool. who live in the air. But and I now re- it's like sound machines are <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This so, is like ahead of its time. So, I mean, that's just uh, yeah, rip yeah. Dr. Roger Payne. Yeah. That's amazing. And think about, too, when they were looking for these Russian subs. When they heard that, they're like, is that it? Are what they speaking in code? Well, that's why they wanted a, bi- a marine biologist to oh, listen to it. Because assess, yeah. Are, is that some kind of a code? But he knew right away that it was animal sound. That's so cool. Crazy. What a story. Yeah. I Did you ever, have you ever gone whale watching? Yes. Incredible. Is it just insane? That's incredible. I've in never Alaska, seen that. I've never Alaska. seen that. How yeah. close do you get? Well, they, they were... All around us. Really? Yeah. And what kind of whales were they? I think humpback okay. whales. And I've seen them in I've seen them in Hawaii, but they're way off. But when they breach up and if they decide to flap their big side fin down, you can hear the slap on the water from a couple miles away. Wow. That's how big it is. Not necessarily when they just make the full body splash, but yeah. if they decide to get frisky and Slap the slap fin. Slap the fin. You can hear that slap. Because, of course, it travels across the water. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's you know? so cool. So, yeah, it was kind of fun. We went with his mom and auntie, and, and we like we had no idea. They don't ever promise you if you're going to yeah. see anything. But they know when they're the maid. Like in yeah. Hawaii, the time to see them is January, February, March. That'd be cool. Before I'd they love, go down to the Baja. I would love to do that. I feel like that would be amazing. Yeah, it is pretty unbelievable. They're so big. They're just massive. You just can't wrap your head around <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, when you go like Google like comparison, like humpback whale to city buses, and you see how like four of them line up along the back of yes. an average size one and not even a giant. Oh my gosh, I always massive. wonder how they know not to come up under the boat. Same. You know, if they get, they're like just a eight feet, ten feet right? away from the boat. How do they... And they're like, oh, they can sense something above. Um, that's they, their whole world is yeah. like being able to sense where things at. I mean, think about how they have to be so hyper aware to eat the amount that they need to eat. So it's like they know where I things are I just think at. they open their mouth and... Well, they send out that sound wave, which then I believe bounces back and that tells them where things are. I believe, is that true? I don't know if all of them use sonar. Oh, I thought that's what but part I possibly, of it. But so I possibly. I just that's how couldn't they get over voice. the fact that they're like purring and, you know, just sounding so... Yeah, like that. Like, you know, 
<laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. That's my right. new ringtone. <laughs> All right, listen, um, when we co- when we come back, will this show get canceled because it is so hated? That is the word on the street. Hey everybody, it's uh, Lori here for Hammernick's Interior Solutions. And um, boy, one of the things that we love and appreciate about Hammernick's is that they offer the design service. So if you really, if you've got a house, you're like, I'm ready to redo and reimagine what my floors are going to look like, or I want carpeting in my bedroom. They've got the uh, design team that can help you figure that out. They offer expert advice on the flooring uh, choices. They offer all the, um, they take away the old flooring. They do the furniture moving. They do the installation of the new flooring or the carpet. Hammer Nicks will take such good care of you. They've been family owned and operated for over 77 years. So you will be in very good hands. And uh, big news, Rochester and Hudson, Wisconsin are opening soon. In addition to the two flooring superstores in New Hope and in St. Paul, that's hammernicks.com. So the rumor is, Grant, that HBO is going to cancel the idol because viewers hate it. Hate, 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 hate. They hate it. Hate it. Hate it so much, but they're not hate-watching it. Uh, last week, they only had like about 135,000 actual eyeballs on oh, HBO. Because like, oh. it then streams on Max. Because just like that, hit that perfect, we hate it, but we're still in it, and we're going to hate-watch it. But this one doesn't even have any nostalgia Nothing. to lean on. For the second time in two weeks, they've made a joke about sex crimes. Okay, yeah, don't love that. A- involving minors, which like nobody Shame. at HBO Shame. read the scripts and thought, Shame. nah, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> this isn't it. Come well, on. And the one last mm-hmm. night, I didn't watch it and I... I don't think I'm going to. I got a text from a couple of friends who just had watched it for the first time. And they're like, why didn't you tell me how bad it was? And I'm like, no, Grant and I and Julia have said how terrible Uh it was. But apparently last night was, well, first of all, the episode was only 45 minutes. Which, excuse me, HBO Prestige TV, your shows have always been 60 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not skimpy 45. That's the... Why are they letting this show get away with so much that they wouldn't do for any other show? Well, that's what's so crazy, right? Because we've had shocking things on other HBO shows, but it was it was next to amazing storylines. Yes. And it wasn't just one right after the other for shock value. And the weekend is so is a terrible actor. I mean, he's so miscast. And apparently in last night's episode Eli Roth, who is a great actor, he plays this character, and he says that Jocelyn is making him have IBS, and then very crudely said something about, I'm bleeping, bleeping more blood than a kid on Epstein's island. Oh, my. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not great. We don't love that. Child trafficking. (sighs) I mean, again, didn't the big bank just get J.P. Morgan have to? They're paying a bunch of money to these trafficked young people. I mean, that that joke stayed in and didn't. To me, it's it's. I just think that um, it's just so tasteless. Yes, and it's not even. 
It's not enhancing the story or adding or, no. anything. It's just, and then, you know, I had to go and read with my buddy, buddy Roger Friedman at what? Showbiz 411 what to see s- if it's true. Yeah. Is it going to, is HBO going to cancel it? Because, um, and he writes, he said, um, the first 20 minutes of the third episode, there is an, there is a s- several sex acts that are performed in a, Moving vintage Lincoln Continental, and the most offensive part was the defiling of a great the American car. automobile. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. And oh, uh, what a beautiful car! Yeah, he oh. he said it's soft core porn for juveniles. I don't know. He said the worst part of it is that whoever wrote this crap thinks this is how the music business works. Yeah, and Roger Freeman, just like our friend um, Tanya Hart. They got their start in showbiz in the music side of things. He Uh said, no one makes records like this. Maybe this is his experience. He said, but yes, there are parties and drugs, but it's people trying to get music made. If people, if the music industry really worked like this, there would be no good music. Yeah, yeah. This is so unrealistic what they're trying to show of the making of this pop star. Well, didn't you say that? It started out being supposed to be like a woman's yes. point of view of women's uh, becoming a star. Yeah, in and then all of a sudden it was the men's view of what a men's fantasy is. Yes, and you can just tell there's a convoluted writing in that. And Rolling Stone yeah. had an expose before this even came out, where some people that it crew that had worked on the film just said it's revenge and torture porn. That it was the worst experience of their life. Working on this thing. So I don't even know. I, I'm done. I guess I'm done watching it. HBO is denying that they're going to cancel it. Yeah, I know. I love that. <laughs> but they're real happy that James Gandolfini was trending today because it was 10 years ago that he died. Oh, They needed a break from the like, our, iconic. And The Sopranos, oh, you know, he did a cool thing yeah. on that show years ago when they were first starting out. And he gave everyone a check for $36,000, like below the line and above the line because he was getting paid way more than way more and mm-hmm. he love that wanted to i mean he Spread, was a real yeah. mensch i love that say. um so they were happy that people were reminding <laughs> hbo good viewers of something good that yeah. happened on that if you would have told me that i'm so thankful that we were so busy that i was this far behind on last of us that i'd be thankful <laughs> i would have hit you in your face <laughs> uh aggressively yeah. Because I, right now, we are watching Last of Us. We oh, are on episode five. Oh, epic show. And I, I know that we are living our best life because, you know, when especially over, as we get close. Sad. As, especially as we get closer to the writer's strikes where we can tell that that's happening. Yeah. Like, I need to slow. About that third episode with the two about guys. Bald. And I thought Same. about it so many so times much. later. That was amazing. It's the best bald. love story I have ever Every seen, seen in, in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. My nephew, Finn was you know watches it for the zombie aspect uh-huh. he would have to say meh i was bored i asked him what his review was you know just a little too young to appreciate, <laughs> young the, to appreciate. Yeah. but i he wouldn't hate it but it was just kind of funny to hear his point of view he's like well i think it needed more zombies on t and i'm yeah. like i feel you yeah, yeah. um but, but for, um, if you're a grown-up, that one mm, touched you and really... The way they've started does. that and finished it same wine same meal oh there's Incredible. so many parallels and then the letter at the end when she's reading it to Paul. Oh, Just shows you Murray F or Murray Bartlett's uh, White Lotus nomin- or Emmy was not a mistake. No. That guy no. Can act. no, no, and like I'm very excited. Well, now 
I'm sure they're not even done filming the White Lotus with the writer's strike. They haven't even started. It's yeah. not even written. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That like they haven't. I meant to say they haven't finished writing it. Um, I bet they have not started. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we finished Ted Lasso. We finally finished Shrinking. All that was very fun. I highly recommend going back and watching those. But um, luckily, I still got The Last of Us in my yeah. pocket. Yeah, because I'm well, not watching this crap. Do you believe this story that's going out there that Teresa Judice has finally realized that she's married a walking red flag? No, you don't. No, because okay. you've you seen her. <laughs> she's he stuck with Joe Judice. I know for forever, forever. Even when he was still in, even when she was in prison. Okay, the rumor is there could be a third child that he hasn't told her about out there. I don't think that that, and that would behind her. her back. He has told people she's not the brightest. And that he, if you notice in the last two episodes of New Jersey, bossing his way into as many frames as he could. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's ever going to notice that. She's the type where it literally took her parents dying while she was in prison prison. for her to be mad at Joe Judice. Yeah. So I don't know if she's the type that these, I, I, I think she can surprisingly ignore a lot. Right. Yeah. So her superpower. But to me, he is such a walking red flag after that reunion and the flashbacks that they show. I was just like, oh, this guy. And when they flash back on Teresa and showed back, her oh. face has changed like crazy five times. Well, she's maybe got five or six times. I mean, uh, the the shape of her face and everything. Well, it's just so funny. Melissa denied a nose job until For finally the they were like, just uh, admit, it. admit yeah, it. What is wrong with you people? We have eyes. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it's contouring. Girl, girl, just lean it. We love it. We tell us more. We know that that happened. So, but yeah, that was kind of shocking seeing all of those. You're just like, whoa, look I, at all these people. They really do. And Julia said that all along. She goes, people never look the same even after the first year. I got to tell you this. It was so funny. My sister sent me a meme that was um, uh, Louie's face with one of those paint, like different red oh, color paints. And yeah. it was like, how mad is Louie today right, compared right. to how red his face is? And it was just like, this is perfect. That man is insane. And yes. I am. He's the first guy on this show where I go, I'm actually scared of him. Like Joe Judice was nothing compared to this guy. Like, Joe Judice just thought he was skipping the line for some of the things. This guy is a narcissistic monster. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, this guy's worse than Tom Sandoval, which is saying something. I know, that's a big comment, but I I think this guy's more malicious. Sandoval is just out for himself. So Yeah, and he's not going to ruin mustaches for me. I'm I, well, for a no, minute, I was going to let him ruin mustaches. I'll be okay. He's ruined white nail polish. You'll get back polish. on that horse. Yeah, okay. he's ruined um, white nail polish. For I was going to say, I don't think I can go back from white nail no, polish. But, but the mustaches, I can't. I can't ever hate on a mustache. I love him too much. And if you want zombies, Finn, all you have to do is play more Left for Dead. Right. You probably don't have to worry about that. All right, we'll be back.